Welcome to Pigskin Frenzy on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon. Thank you for joining us. I'm Joel Norris, and whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, or listening on Podbean, a big thank you for taking some time out of your Tuesday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some college football coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, leave a like on the episode, and leave a comment down below. Spotify, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. Podbean, same thing. If you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. We have Facebook and we have Twitter. Twitter, it's at pigskin underscore frenzy. All you got to do is type that bad boy in on the search engine. You'll find it. You'll follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, and notifications from across college and NFL football. Facebook, same thing. All you got to do is type in pigskin frenzy. Follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, and notifications from across college and NFL football. College football day today. And, you know, we're going to be talking about a lot from the same conference today. So we're going to continue on with our, or, well, not really continue on. We're going to conclude today our little mini series on conference standing projections with the Southeastern Conference, the SEC. We'll also have news out of the SEC when it comes to its conference scheduling for 2024 and beyond. I'll have all the info, so just, you know, don't leave yet. Stay right here. It's probably going to be a, you can classify this as an all-SEC episode of Pigskin Frenzy this week and today for college football. So, don't leave yet. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Like each episode. Leave comments down below. Follow and share around with others on Spotify and Podbean. And listen to, you know, Pitskin Frenzy on other all other platforms. You can listen to it on Samsung. You can listen to it on Amazon Alexa through iHeartRadio. You can go, hey, Alexa, play Pitskin Frenzy on iHeartRadio, and it'll play. Uh, you can follow and uh, like the pages on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll get episode updates and highlights and news from across college and NFL football. So just keep plugging in to Pigskin Frenzy, and let's kick it off with some SEC scheduling news. So last week I talked about you know the debate going on between the eight and nine game model, and now here we are. We've reached a conclusion. So we I said that there was going to be a conclusion by the end of last week, and there was. So let's just kick it off. And you, you've probably already seen it on Facebook and Twitter on my Pigskin Frenzy pages, and you've probably already seen it from others. But we're just going to say it anyway. According to College Football Insider Brett McMurphy, always, follow him on Twitter, by the way, guys. He uh, comes up with, you know, remarkable stories, and he is a, a, one of the best at covering college football. So College Football Insider Brett McMurphy he reports that the SEC will move to a eight-game conference model and an eight-game conference schedule into 2024 with no divisions. So the model has been set. It's not nine games. It is an eight-game model with no divisions, which is a one-to-seven model, which how that works is seven opponents will be rotating and one permanent opponent that each team will select. Now, will we know now? Not quite. We will probably find that out when the schedule is released in the fall. So when the when the when next year's schedule is released during the college ball season this year, we will find out when, you know, who's gonna play who, who's the permanent opponents for each team. There's no divisions, so we already know that. Divisions are gone, so this will be the final year of the East and West divisions of the SEC, which we will get to in a minute when we talk about conference standing projections. So 
all I have to say is this. We can have more debates on it. I don't think there's going to be, you know, really need for debates, but it's all about what the TV schedule is going to look like and what the TV deals are going to look like with the ABC deal coming up next year. This is going to be the final year with the SEC being on CBS. So TV deal plays a huge part in this. We're going to find out, uh, you know, what lines up with everything and what, you know, what the alignment's going to look like when Oklahoma and, jo- and Texas join the SEC next season. So it's really interesting. We're going to find out everything, and it, it, it's all it's all going to be, you know, it's all going to be interesting once, you know, everything just kicks in, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the SEC. So eight-game model, one through one to seven model, and it's going to be no divisions, and it's going to just kick off in 2024 when Oklahoma and Texas join the SEC. So that was just a little quick update on the scheduling. And let's move on to, you know, the main thing, and this is going to probably going to take up the whole episode, the conference standing projections. Okay, so recap. I've done every Power 5 conference. I did the Big Ten few weeks back, I picked Michigan to win the East and Wisconsin to win the West with Michigan beating Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. Weeks back, I did the Pac-12 who has no divisions. I picked USC at one, Washington at two, with USC beating Washington to finally claim a Pac-12 championship. Caleb Williams getting his first Pac-12 title as well as Lincoln Riley getting his first Pac-12 title. I did the ACC two weeks back. I said that it was going to be Florida State and Clemson in a rematch with Florida State beating Clemson in that rematch to claim an ACC championship. Last week, I did the Big 12 with Texas defeating Kansas State and uh, the defending Big 12 champion, Kansas State, to claim a Big 12 title on their way out to a move to the SEC next season. Now, we've gone through four conferences. Now, we're going to go with the last Power 5 conference, the SEC. SEC is always interesting. It is claimed and dubbed one of the best, if not the best, conference in college football. It just means more. That's what their quote is. So, we're going to talk, we're going to kick everything off and we're going to discuss, you know, the East and the West. There's no more divisions. The last year when it comes to, you know, divisions, uh, next year, you know, along with the Big Ten, they are going to move to a no division schedule because next year, not only is Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC, the Big Ten, the USC and UCLA are joining the Big Ten, right? So Oklahoma and, SE, Oklahoma and Texas are going to join the SEC while USC and UCLA are joining the Big Ten. So that's that's huge. Um, but that's a whole different conversation. We're talking about the SEC now, the last year for divisions, and it's going to be quite interesting to see where everything falls into place. You're going to find my standings kind of interesting. Uh, you're going to be like, Joel, why do you pick, why do you have them there? And I'll explain it. I'm going to dive deep into it. We're going to kick it off with the East first. And before I pop up this graphic, let me go on and tell you something. The East is fairly weak. And I'm not, I don't mean that to knock on the SEC East. There are some good teams out there. But when it comes to the East, compared to the West, the West is just a tad bit stronger than the East. So, and what I mean by that, I mean that Mississippi State who has the last odds to win the SEC championship and to win the SEC East, that's why the SEC West has better odds to win the whole thing than half the team, than some of the teams in the East. They have the last odds to win the West. So the last, the last team who's projected to finish dead last in the West has better odds to win 
some of the middle SEC East teams. That's saying something. That's saying something right there about how how strength uh, plays into effect within these divisions. So we're going to kick it off with the SEC East, and we're going to kick it off, and we're going to pop up this graphic now. So, number seven, Missouri. When you look at it, yes, Missouri, in my in my honest thoughts, are going to finish dead last. These key games are really tough, man. You have Brady Cook, and Brady Cook is a solid quarterback. You uh, you have Luther Van Duren, and Luther Van Duren's a really good running back and a good solid player, right? I think I, I think Missouri's got some key players. I also think they lost a little bit, and I think the schedule is too much against them right now. I think Kansas State. That's a that's that's one of their first key games. Even though it's not a conference game, it's still a tough game that they're going up against. So that's number that's that's one versus Kansas State against Will Howard and company. Oh, interesting game that I found here was Memphis. I know that's not a conference game. I want to get into their conference games in a minute. But Memphis, they're going to St. Louis. I found that interesting. That's a game that we need to keep an eye on as well. At Vanderbilt, I think Vanderbilt's going to give them some fits. I think Vanderbilt's going to be much improved. Clark Lee did a heck of a job last year and scored some good upset wins last season, mainly against Florida. That's That's a key win right there. I think Vanderbilt played solid. Last season, they played some solid ball. Did they make a bowl game? No, but I think they could be on the verge of making a bowl game this season. And I think that Clark Lee did an excellent job last season. So much improved. Uh, That's a game they need to keep an eye on. Versus LSU, obviously, that's going to be a very tough one at Kentucky. Versus and in Kentucky, and let's just think about Kentucky really quick. They have a new quarterback in Devin Leary, transfer from North Carolina State, and they got some weapons on their team. You know, Kentucky's going to look good with Devin Leary, and I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with that offense. Will uh, Liam Cohen is back as the offensive coordinator for Kentucky. I'm trying to see, you know, how that's going to play into a, into a factor and see what Devin Leary can do with that offense. So at Kentucky, always going to be, you know. Tough going into Kroger Field there. Versus South Carolina, that's going to be tough. You got Antoine Wells, Juice Wells. That's one of the best wide receivers in the conference and in the division. You got Spencer Rattler back. And if Spencer Rattler can get back to being how he was in 2020 in, for South Carolina, 2020 when he was at Oklahoma, he gets that way for South Carolina. Shane Beamer and South Carolina have a good one with Spencer Rattler. So Spencer Rattler is going to, you know, try to up his draft stock this season. Let's see what, let's see how that game turns out. That's versus South Carolina. Home game for Missouri. Lucky there. They got at Georgia. They played Georgia close last season. However, however, whole different animal now. You're going to at Georgia. You're going to Athens and Sanford Stadium. So, Let's just keep an eye on that one, obviously. Georgia, that's going to be a tough one. Versus Tennessee, another tough one. Versus Florida, always, you know, interesting game there. Going to be tough, but we'll see what happens there. At Arkansas, another tough one. I think the schedule doesn't really, and this is my honest thoughts, the schedule right there is tough, and it looks like those are some games. There's a lot of those games that I see them dropping. I could see them dropping to Kansas State. I can see them dropping to Vanderbilt, honestly. I can see them dropping to LSU, Kentucky, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, and Arkansas. Florida's a game that I can see they're going to be a, a, a coin flip. And I think that, I think it's, I think Memphis and Vanderbilt could be, could, could be coin flips as well. When you think about it, though, Vanderbilt's one of those teams that it's much improved. And I think, you know, against Missouri, that could be, you know, that could be tough right there, right? So let's just figure it out. Let's just figure some things out. Let's just watch. But I think Missouri at, at number seven, 
is is likely there. So number six, Vanderbilt versus Hawaii's who they open up against. I'll say they win that one. At Wake Forest, that's a coin flip. It's always going to be tough going into, uh, you know, to Salem Hill. I think at UNLV, I marked that one down because that's back-to-back trips. You go to at North Carolina, you go to North Carolina, then you got to make the trip to Las Vegas. So that's going to be tough. Uh, I think just because of the the road switch there, going back-to-back road games, that's going to be tough there. So I think that... I think that at UNLV, I think that versus Kentucky is going to be interesting. I think just because of, you know, Devin Leary and the fact that he's going to have on that offense, that's going to be tough. Luckily, it's a home game for for Vanderbilt. So it's versus Kentucky versus Missouri. That could be a win there. At Florida, going to be tough. You're going to Gainesville versus Georgia. Even though it's a home game, it's still the defending back-to-back national champions. At Ole Miss, still going to be tough. Ole Miss has got a some solid quarter, some solid quarterback play, some solid and, and a solid rush with uh, Quinshawn Judkins, probably the arguably the best running back coming back for the conference. So, at Ole Miss versus Auburn, Auburn's going to be much improved. I won't get to Auburn later on in a minute, but Auburn's going to be much improved with Hugh Freeze back at coach. Robbie Astor should be much improved versus Auburn, even though it's a home game. Auburn's still going to come to look to play in that one. At South Carolina and at Tennessee, those are the two games that conclude Vanderbilt's schedule. At South Carolina, you got to travel there to face a red-hot Spencer Rattler, Juju Juju Robinson, as well as Antoine Wells, Juice Wells at wide receiver. Then you got at Joe, and you got at Tennessee with Joe Milton, that quarterback. That's going to be tough right there. Uh, Vanderbilt's schedule looks, those are some key games, and that's their schedule. Their key games look, Kind of, you know, yeah, you know, that's gonna be tough. It starts out hot. It starts out, you know, okay, we can do this. Then as you go on and move forward, it gets tougher and tougher and tougher. But that's just the SEC, right? So number five, Florida. I think at Utah, uh, that's gonna be a tough one. Obviously, you that that's an opener. That's quite an opener. It's Thursday, August thirty first. The first. Day of college football, that's going to be very, very tough to get by, especially how they played in the pre, how they played in the you know spring game. So when I looked at Vanderbilt in Florida, I was thinking Vanderbilt should be Vanderbilt is going to be six, Florida is going to be five. But I was thinking, could Vanderbilt be five and Florida be six? And it's a possibility. I think Vanderbilt uh, had a little bit of a better spring game with Ken Seals at Cunton and their offense than Florida did with Graham Mertz and Jack Miller. I think their offense was kind of questionable, kind of skeptical, but just because of some of the scheduling, I think that Florida is a, a little bit a step ahead than Vanderbilt, so I put Florida at five. So at Utah, that's a tough game, especially with Cam Rising coming back and being healthy, could be healthy. We'll see how it goes there. Versus Tennessee, I think Joe Milton, even though it's a home game for Florida, Joe Milton is going to be electrifying on that offense with Brew McCoy uh, and Jalen Wright and Javari Small. And then you got also you got Squirrel White. He's going to be an, a good factor, a huge factor for Joe Milton and you know a good connection there. That could be formed. So they had a good orange bowl and they had a good spring ball, uh, spring camp. So Tennessee is going to look solid. Uh, home game for them, but Tennessee is going to be tough. At Kentucky, always tough. Uh, they they played them well last season, obviously, but at Kentucky, at Kentucky this this go around, that's going to be tough right there. Very very tough for them. 
uh, versus Vanderbilt, another tough game. Vanderbilt upset Florida at Nashville. It was a home game for Vanderbilt. Now they got to go. Now they got to play them at home this season. Let's see what happens there with Vanderbilt, right? So then you got at South Carolina with Spencer Rattler and Shane Beamer on the rise and white hot at South Carolina. Georgia, the, you know, obviously in Jacksonville last week of October. Or I'm sorry, the second to last week of October. No, it's the last week of October. My fault. Last week of October. About to be Halloween. So Georgia and Jacksonville, always going to be tough. Versus Arkansas. Going to be an interesting game. K.J. Jefferson coming back. Raheem Rocket Sanders at running back. He's probably the second best running back in the conference. But Florida's got a little bit of a good running backs of their own with Trevor Etienne and Montreal Johnson. So versus Arkansas at LSU and then versus Florida. Versus Florida State. My, my apologies. Versus Florida State. Those are some key games. They got to get that offense working. Those are some very losable games. If And, and this is me just being blunt, right? Those are some losable games. Utah, Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, Georgia, Arkansas, LSU, and Florida State, they could lose all those. Just being completely honest. Uh, I could see them beating Vanderbilt. I could see them beating Missouri. I didn't mention Missouri. But those games that I mentioned are key in trying to, you know, have a rebuilding year. It's going to be tough. That offense didn't look very... I didn't look really... They didn't look really impressive uh, in the spring camp. That defense was okay. That offense was kind of meh. And, and and that's that's the that's the the putting it bluntly and putting it nicely word on Florida. Florida's gonna have to readjust some things. That's a tough schedule, and those are some tough key games. Number four, Kentucky. At Vanderbilt, that's gonna be a tough one. But I think Devin Leary and Liam Cohen on offense, that's gonna be interesting. Devin Leary replaces Will Levis. Will Levis got drafted to the Tennessee Titans. Devin Leary comes in from North Carolina State. He wanted a fresh start and he wanted to do, you know, try to up his draft stock a little bit. I think Kentucky at four is a likely spot. At Vanderbilt versus Florida, gonna be some tough games there. At Georgia, another tough game. Going to Athens versus Missouri. Versus Tennessee at Mississippi State, those are some three games that are going to be, you know, interesting. Missouri is a winnable game. Versus Tennessee is going to be tough, especially what happened last season in Knoxville. That was tough. Uh, that was the last weekend. That was the uh, last week. Uh, last weekend of October. That was a tough, tough break for Tennessee. Tennessee looked real uh, tough break for Kentucky. Tennessee looked really, really good against Kentucky at Mississippi State. Always a close game between Mississippi State and Kentucky. Versus Alabama, all obviously when you play Alabama, you got to give it your best. Devin Leary, may, you know that's going to be a tough game for him. But luckily, versus Tennessee and versus Alabama are home games. Mississippi State's on the road, so that's going to be a tough one. At South Carolina and then at Louisville. At South Carolina is going to be tough. Playing a white hot Spencer Rattler, Shane Beamer is going to have them guys ready. I think it's going to be a closer game than advertised because it's going to be, it's going to be a quarterback battle between Devin Leary and Spencer Rattler. Uh, Mark Stutz versus Shane Beamer. Always an interesting game there. Those are some, they got some winnable games on their schedule. They got some games that they could possibly drop, though. I would say at Alabama, I'd say against, against Alabama versus Tennessee at Georgia and Mississippi State are some games that they could, some, could lose, as well as South Carolina. But. We'll see. I think Kentucky's going to, you know, look good in some of their games. So, Kentucky at four. South Carolina at three. Versus versus North Carolina is going to be telling. Very telling. I think Drake May versus Spencer Rattler is going to look, 
you know, going to be one of those things where it's going to be, okay, let's see which program in the Carolinas are ahead, right? Uh, and that's not really has anything to do with conference scheduling and everything, but North Carolina and South Carolina, I look at the two programs, that's going to see where the teams are at, right? So versus North Carolina, that's going to be interesting. Actually, I should have put my bad. It's a neutral site game. It's at. It's going to be in Charlotte. So a neutral site game against North Carolina at Georgia. Uh, that's going to be a, a tough one. It's going to be in Athens. But I think South Carolina may give uh, Georgia a run for their money. Uh, I will tell you why in a minute on that one. Versus Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State is going to be obviously a tough game, especially because Mississippi State has one of the best quarterbacks in the conference in Will Rogers. Yes, they lost a little bit, but Will Rogers is still there. Senior quarterback. I think Will Rogers is, he's broken a lot of records from Mississippi State. He's not talked about that much, which is surprising because he's broken a lot of SEC records. Will Rogers is a solid quarterback. So keep an eye on that game. That's going to be a battle at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's going to look to try to have a measure of a revenge after what happened to him last season at South Carolina. This year, South Carolina goes into Knoxville. Joe Milton's going to be ready and fired up. It's an earlier game than last year, so that's going to be interesting there. Versus Florida, I think uh, that's going to be an interesting game, home game for South Carolina against Florida. That could be a winnable game there. At Missouri can be a winnable game. At Texas A&M will be very interesting. Last season, South Carolina defeated Texas A&M in a very close game in College Station. But Texas A&M is going to be looked to be much more improved with Bobby Petrino as their new offensive coordinator. Their offensive coordinator, and then their offense is going to be a little bit stepped up, right? So we're going to see what happens there. At A&M, always a tough environment to go to College Station to play them there. Versus Vanderbilt. And it's good. that's going to be a very interesting game because Vanderbilt's much improved. Versus Kentucky, like I said before, quarterback battle between Devin Leary and Spencer Rattler. And then versus Clemson. They beat him on the road last year. So versus Clemson this year is going to add a whole other dynamic. That's going to be, you know, some momentum for Shane Beamer going in to their last weekend of the season, of their regular season. So versus Clemson. I got South Carolina at three because I see them probably dropping a close one to Georgia. I see them dropping a close one to Tennessee, and I I think they can beat everybody. I think they can beat a lot of teams on their schedule. A&M's, A&M's questionable and Kentucky's questionable, but I have South Carolina at three in the East with two losses, actually, out of their division against Georgia and Tennessee. Now, I didn't say they're about their whole SEC schedule, but I, I think that I think that out of the division, at least, their division schedule. I think Tennessee and Georgia are the most likely ones they lose to. Going on to number two, which is funny, Tennessee. I think Tennessee's going to be number two. Uh, Virginia is a, it's a key game. That's their opener in Nashville. That should be that could be a winnable game there. At Florida, it's still, it's still the swamp. Even though Tennessee looks like they have the advantage there, it's still the swamp, and we don't know what happens with Florida until they, until you know, we see what they've made and improvements that they've made from their spring game versus South Carolina. South Carolina beat them last year and pretty and beat them pretty bad, right? That's going to be an interesting game. Let's see what happens there. Uh, South Carolina is going to be much improved, but Tennessee is going to be also going to be, you know. Not that too far gone, even though they lost some key talent from that offense last year, including Hendon Hooker, Cedric Tillman, and Jalen Hyatt. So 
versus South Carolina versus Texas A&M. Keep an eye on that one. That's going to be interesting. A&M rolls into town. A&M looks, is going to look much more improved. I liked what I saw from their spring game. They got loads of talent. That's going to be an interesting game. That could be a game day game if A&M's undefeated and Tennessee's undefeated by the time they play each other. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. At Alabama, Obviously, Alabama, they beat them last year in Knoxville. They're going to Tuscaloosa. Let's see what Alabama has up their sleeve. That's going to be a tough ask to beat Nick Saban back-to-back years. The last time I seen that happen was Ole Miss from 2014 and 2015. So we're going to see what happens there. At Kentucky, going to be a tough one. Kentucky's going to look for a measure of revenge after what happened to them in Knoxville last season with Devin Leary at quarterback. Let's see what that offense does. Kentucky will be a lot more, probably a little bit more improved from last season. So at Kentucky, Versus Georgia, Tennessee has not forgotten what happened to them last year. And you know, last year in Athens, Georgia, their second to last game before they play Vanderbilt at home as well. I think Georgia is going to be a key a, a key game. Alabama will be a key game. A and M, South Carolina will be key games along with Kentucky as well. I think they they I think Georgia is going to be a tough one. That's going to be easy. That's going to be a tough one to tell right there. That's number two. Number one, Georgia. You're thinking Georgia lost a lot. They did. They lost Stetson Bennett. Looking like Carson Beck will be the presumed starter. So that's going to be a tough one right there. You got to think, you know, they lost Stetson Bennett. They lost, you know, they lost uh, Kenny McIntosh. They lost Darnell Washington. They lost some guys on defense, including Nolan Smith, Jalen Carter. They've lost some key pieces, right? They keep having some offseason issues with the rest, and they lost a lot, man, and they did, but they still have depth. That, that's the thing. They're Bama East for a reason. Kirby Smart has built them into an Alabama East, and it's scary. It really is scary. They have a chokehold on the East, and, it, and, it's, and it's not even close. Their depth, they have third string or fourth string guys who were five stars. Georgia's recruiting is taken to another level. Their facilities are good, and and they are the defending back-to-back national champions. The only problem I have with this is, are they going to be battle-tested enough? Because their schedule is fairly easy. In fact, they have one of the easiest schedules in college football. Let's look at their key games. Number one, South Carolina at home. That should be a game that's going to be closer than advertised. But Georgia could probably squeak by there. They got at Auburn. That's going to be closer than advertised. I think Hugh Freeze is going to give, you know, everybody its best game. This is his first season. You know, they're rebuilding, but it's gonna he's gonna give everybody its best, you know, its best thing. They're kind of they're kind of trippy. And that's the thing about Auburn. I'll get to them in a minute when we talk about the West. That's gonna be that's gonna be a key game right there. All right. So at Auburn versus Kentucky. Again, Devin Leary and Liam Cohen right on offense and Mark Stoops. They're gonna give, you know, some teams some fits. That's gonna be a closer game than advertised. Florida, I don't ex- from from what I saw from the spring game and looking at Georgia, I think that could be a game where it could, you know, Georgia's gonna run away with it. But I think that, you know, it, I'm gonna list it as a key game because it's a rivalry game versus Ole Miss. Ole Miss is gonna give teams a run for their money. Here's the thing for Georgia. It's at home. I think Georgia could run away with it possibly, but Ole Miss is a solid football team. So don't count out Ole Miss. At Tennessee, at Georgia Tech, I think the only close game that I think I think there's some games that they have on this schedule, some key games that they have on their schedule that are going to give them some fits. South Carolina, Auburn, Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Tennessee. I think the games, I think South Carolina 
they play them close into the fourth quarter, then run away with it. Auburn, they play them close into the fourth quarter, then they run away with it by two scores. Kentucky, same thing. They run away with it in the fourth quarter by two scores. Florida, they run away with it. Uh, Ole Miss, they play them until halfway into the fourth quarter, and then they run away, run away with it by about 10 points. Georgia Tech, they're going to run away with. Their schedule, they're going to run away with. Here's the close game I think that they got until the very end. Keep an eye on Tennessee. I think at Tennessee, it's a tough environment. They got some guys on. The Josh Heupel's going to have them ready. It's not going to be like last season with Hendon Hooker. That was a very interesting dynamic. I didn't see it coming that way at all. I think Georgia's lost a little bit. I don't think they're going to be battle-tested enough going into Atlanta, but I think ten, I think they squeak by. I think if, they, if you want to count battle-tested, South Carolina, Auburn, Ole Miss, and Kentucky will be battle-tested. I think Tennessee will be another battle-test for them as well. Tennessee at... At Knoxville, Joe Milton, Squirrel White, Brew McCoy, they got some guys on offense along with their uh, dynamic duo running back with Jabari Small and Jalen Wright. I think at Tennessee will be something to to look forward to. I think Joe Milton's going to, you know, try to piece together his offensive game plan on that defense, but we will see. If you want to have my early bets on it, way too early bets, I think Georgia squeaks by by a field goal or by a touchdown. Very, very close. I think this is, I think Tennessee will be Georgia's closest test all year. I really do. Other than that, they're going to win majority of their games by blowouts because it's not a very it's not a very tough schedule. It's probably one of the easiest in the conference and one of the easiest in college football. So Georgia's going to win the week, going to win the East. I think they squeak by Tennessee, they squeak by Kentucky, and they squeak by South Carolina to get the job done in the East. Now, let's you know turn that graphic off and let's move on to the SEC West starting now. Okay, so SEC West, you're thinking seven through one. You're surprised at number two and one. We'll get to that in a minute. I'll give you my explanation. So, Mississippi State at seven. I was having trouble with seven and six, Mississippi State and Arkansas, but seven is Mississippi State just because I think that Arkansas is going to be a little bit ahead over Mississippi State. Let's kick it off. Versus Arizona, interesting game there. They should win that one. Will Rogers has got a Will Rogers is a solid quarterback, but they lost some key pieces on key pieces on offense with uh Rara Thomas and going to you know going to Georgia. I think that Caleb Duckling going to the NFL draft kind of hurt them also. So Will Rogers is still going to be a solid quarterback and probably one of the best in the SEC, but you got some tough games on that schedule with new head coach full-time head coach Zach Arnett, who was their defensive coordinator. So their defense is going to be much improved. I'm kind of curious about their offense and see what Will Rogers and who Will Rogers is going to throw to, really. So versus Arizona, that's a winnable game there. Versus LSU is going to be tough. Even though it's a home game for them, that's the only advantage I can give them there. Versus LSU with that roster is going to be tough. At South Carolina, going to be tough going to Columbia to face a red-hot Spencer Rattler and Shane Beamer. Versus Alabama, always going to be tough. Going in, going, even with it in Starkville, you're still facing the greatest head coach of all time in Nick Saban. You're going to have Ja'Cory Brooks to deal with. You're going to have Jason McClellan to deal with. Tyler Butchner, the new Notre Dame transfer coming in. You're going to have him to deal with. And two new offensive coordinators for Alabama who are very well proven. You're going to have a tough time. That's going to be a tough game right there. At Arkansas, going to be tough with K.J. Jefferson coming back. Rocket Sanders, Raheem Sanders, the second best running back in the SEC. Got to deal with him. That, and it's in Fayetteville. So that's going to be tough there. 
at Auburn. Auburn's going to be tough. You got Robbie Ashford coming back. You got Hugh Freeze looking to make an impact as the new head coach for Auburn. That's going to be a tough game there. Versus Kentucky, always tough, especially with Devin Leary now at Kentucky. At Texas A&M, going to be tough there. Even though they, they've had their number for the past seven years almost, uh, you know, four or five out of seven years. It's been a back and forth kind of up and down series with A&M and State. But at Texas A&M, at College Station, with a new new-looked offense with Bobby Petrino in College Station, let's see what happens there. That's going to be a tough one. And then you got the Egg Bowl. And it's going to be at home game for, for State, luckily for them. Ole Miss always going to play them tough. Uh, State won it last year at Oxford, but let's see what the quarterback's going to the quarterback situation is going to look like. And you got Quinshawn Judkins, the best running back in my arguably in my mind in the SEC. Number six, Arkansas. Let me finish on State really quick. I think State is going to be an interesting dynamic. They are, you know, they are ahead than most teams in the East at winning the conference, but dead last in winning the West. That's how I think how the East and the West are just a ginormous, they're just a gap. It's just a gap when it comes to strength of schedule and strength of team. So number six, Arkansas. They got BYU. Uh, that's a key game. BYU, new Big 12 member. That's going to be a close one. I think Arkansas can pull that one out. It's a home game for them. Then they got to go to, that's, here's another key game, September 23rd. At LSU, key game. They play LSU early this year. That's going to be a tough one. At LSU, they played them close last season and in Fayetteville. Let's see what happens there. At LSU, Texas A&M in Arlington, always a close game there, especially with a new-look offense. At Ole Miss, they're going to give Ole Miss their best game always. Ole Miss is always going to be tough. The, 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 reason, the reason why it's so key this year, it's in Oxford. So at Alabama, so back-to-back games, at Ole Miss, at Alabama, going to be very, very tough there. Versus Mississippi State, at Florida, an interesting dynamic there. I think at Florida, you it's always going to be a, a tougher environment to play at the Swamp, but I think they got the roster to compete with Florida. Versus Auburn, Going to be a game to watch out for because of Hugh Freeze and what he's building up there in Auburn, Alabama. And then, the, obviously, the last game of the season against Missouri. Arkansas schedule, they got some winnable games on that schedule. The tough games I see them, you know, trying to trying to stay in it with is at LSU, against A&M in Arlington, at Ole Miss, and at Alabama. I think they could probably take state. They could probably do some work against Auburn. Uh, they, they, can, they could probably beat Florida, and they could beat Missouri. I think Auburn will be a closer game than advertised, but they can they got they got some they got some you know some offensive firepower to to keep up with Auburn. So number six Arkansas, and I think I think Arkansas at number six could still win seven seven to eight games, which is surprising, and that just goes to show how tough the West is. Number five Auburn, I put this is their first game, and Auburn. Auburn's going to rebuild. Auburn's tough because they're rebuilding, right? They are rebuilding, and they are going to be much, much different and much improved, you know, because of Hugh Freeze as head coach, right? So first season for Hugh Freeze, their head coach, they're going to look like a, a completely different team. Maybe not this year, but in the few years, you need to worry about Auburn. I'm just going to let you know now. You need to worry about Auburn. They're going to play some teams close this year, so don't be surprised. At California is their first game. I picked them that out for a little bit of fun because I think going to Berkeley is an interesting game for Auburn. At Texas A&M, 
That's going to that's gonna show what Auburn is made of, going to at College Station to face a newly refunctioned offense against Texas A&M. We're going to see what Robbie Astor does in College Station, and I think that's going to be an interesting dynamic there to see how Auburn's going to be improved and to see how Texas A&M's going to be improved. So very interesting game for both teams there versus Georgia obviously is going to be a tough one. I think Georgia could run away with it at the end in the fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter maybe, but I think the first three quarters of football will show you what Auburn is really made of and what Auburn's going to look like in the near future. At LSU, at Baton Rouge, that's going to be tough. Okay, that's going to be a really, really tough football game, especially with the offense, the with the, with the with the roster that LSU has, especially on defense. So at LSU versus Ole Miss, that's going to be a tough game there. Versus Mississippi State at Vanderbilt is going to be interesting because I think Vanderbilt's going to give a lot of teams their good, their best games. Uh, going to Nashville against Vanderbilt at Arkansas, going to be tough there, and then always going to be a tough game versus Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Hugh Freeze's first Iron Bowl, re, re- revamping a rivalry with Nick Saban that he had at Ole Miss. He has beaten Alabama twice back to back years. He's probably the only coach in recent memory that I've seen him beat out Nick Saban in Alabama in back to back you know years. Right? So Auburn at five, that's a good dynamic there. So I think they have some games that they're going to probably drop, but they're going to play them close. So I, I'm going to put Auburn at five. Number four, Texas AM. I think AM is going to be much improved than they were last season. Obviously, I think the offense is going to look a little bit better, but I still think they got some opponents that are going to be really, really tough. At Miami is their second game of the week. That's a key game there. They got to go to at Miami. They played Miami close last season. They squeaked by and got them in College Station. But Miami, Tyler Van Dyke, that's going to be a good game right there to keep an eye on. Versus Auburn, again, I just mentioned it with Hugh Freeze. That's going to be a game to see how both Auburn and A&M are going to look towards the future and how they're going to both look towards, you know, you know, during the season and how they're going to look pretty much. That's going to be a good test for both teams. Arkansas at Arlington. Arkansas is always going to give A&M its best game in Arlington. Always a close game and a fun rivalry to see versus Alabama. Obviously, that's going to be marked on Jimbo's calendar. It's always marked on Jimbo's calendar. When you're playing Nick Saban, it's going to be marked on your calendar, all right? So versus Alabama in College Station. Last time they were in College Station, it was a... Texas A&M wins. Keep an eye on that one. At Tennessee, very interesting game there. We're going to see how that offense looks against Tennessee. And it's going to be at Knoxville. I think Joe Milton and Josh Heupel are going to be a very, very tough opponent for A&M. But we will see what happens. Okay, that's going to be a tough, tough game for A&M, though. Um, Versus South Carolina, another tough game there. Spencer Rattler and, you know, a white-hot South Carolina team, they got some dogs on that team, guys. So just keep an eye out on South Carolina. At Ole Miss, going to be a tough game there. Ole Miss won in College Station, but now you got to go on the road to try to, to try to get a measure of revenge in Oxford. Then you got versus Mississippi State. Always, always a closer game. They always have a you know battle whenever they play each other. And then you got the last game of the season at LSU. LSU is going to look for some a measure of revenge from last season. They didn't play their best against A and M, and A and M is going to go to Baton Rouge. Jimbo Fisher going back to Baton Rouge to play Brian Kelly and LSU should be a tough one though. LSU is going to be much improved and a lot better this season. So A and M at four is a likely spot for them. 
Number three, Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is going to be a step ahead of AM, and I think Ole Miss is going to look fairly solid this season. I think at Tulane is their is is their second game of the week. That's going to be a a, a test for them. Tulane's going to look good. Michael uh, Michael Porter at quarterback. He looks solid. Then you got versus Georgia Tech, an interesting dynamic there. Then you got at Alabama, always going to be tough. You got to go to Tuscaloosa with Jackson Dart, Quidshaw Jenkins. They're going to give Alabama a run for their money. Going to be a close one, though. Versus LSU, they're going to give LSU a run for their money. Going to be really, really close. I have the favor going into LSU, even though it's even though it's you know a home game for Ole Miss. LSU is going to look you know solid. Uh, versus Arkansas. Raheem Sanders versus Quinshawn Jukins. I'm looking forward to that game at Auburn. That's going to look, you know, that's going to look interesting. I want to see what Hugh Freeze does against his old team. And that's a test because you got to see what Auburn does against a, a team like Ole Miss, who has a good quarterback situation with, you know, Spencer. Spencer, uh, Spence, Spencer Sanders, sorry, from Oklahoma State, and then Jackson Dart. Let's see who's going to be playing quarterback there with a the running game. So you got some guys there for you know for you know Ole Miss against Auburn. It's a good it's a good matchup right there. So at Auburn versus Vanderbilt, always an interesting game when Vanderbilt and Ole Miss play each other. Usually close, so keep an eye on that one versus Texas A and M. The Jimbo Fisher and Lane Kiffin rivalry is just now heating up, so that's going to be an interesting dynamic there. Let's see what A and M does, especially since their offense is now kind of revamped. So there you go there. So you got that. At Georgia, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, going to going to Sanford, going to Athens to compete against Kirby Smart. You got the offensive firepower for it, but Georgia's got the depth. So let's see on that one. That's going to be a tough outing, I think. At Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. I think that's going to be a good one. I think Mississippi State could po- possibly get a measure of revenge against State there in Starkville. Always, always fun to watch the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving. So Ole Miss at three, I think they're going to be much improved there. Number two and number one. Here we go. You're going to think, Joel, 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 what kind of homerish are you, you know, going for? I'm going to admit, growing up, I was an LSU fan. So you're thinking, Joel, you're going to put LSU at one, Alabama at two. I am. I'm going to tell you why in a minute. Number two, Alabama. You got to play Texas. That's going to be a tough one in Brian Denny. Uh, very tough Texas team. Uh, you got to play Ole Miss, a very tough Ole Miss team at home at Mississippi State. That's going to be interesting at first. You got to go try to find a way to stop the pass with Will Rogers, which they've done for the past four years. So that's good for the past three years. That's good at Texas A&M. Always a tough environment. They're always going to get Jimbo Fisher and A&M's always going to give. Alabama, you know, their best game. So that's at AM versus Arkansas. Arkansas is going to give them a good game versus Tennessee. The past few seasons, Tennessee has given been giving them a very, very good game. Versus LSU. LSU's all in and at Tuscaloosa. LSU's always given them a very tough game. Even though Alabama's been beating them for the past eight years, always giving them a tough game. At Kentucky. Kentucky will probably give them a tough game, but I see Alabama more leaning more towards Alabama in that game. And then at Auburn, I'm very curious to see what Auburn's going to do at Jordan Hare with Hugh Freeze at head coach. 
they're going to look, it's going to look miles ahead and much different than they did last season. So at Auburn, that's going to be, a, that's going to be, some games are going to be tough. Some games, they're going to give Alabama a run for their money. Alabama's got the depth. Alabama's got the team to win the national championship. It's just they're young. I think a lot of their their young players and let's seeing what's going to happen. Some of their turnover can cause some 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 games that they could drop. So that's some of my reasoning there. Quickly, so because we're about to run out of time here. Number one, LSU, Florida State, and Orlando going to be a tough battle there. You got Florida State and Orlando. That's going to be a tough one. Top ten, top could be top five matchup. For both teams. At Mississippi State in Starkville, tough outing there, but Mississippi State, that could be a game that LSU could win versus Arkansas. Again, they played them close last season in Fayetteville. Let's see what they do early on in the schedule in Baton Rouge. At Ole Miss, that's going to be always a tough game. Ole Miss and LSU all usually play each other close. Going to be in Oxford this year. Going to be a tough tough one. You know, see what Jackson Dart and Quinshawn Juckins do against an, a tough LSU defense. At Missouri, Going to Columbia, that's back-to-back road games. That's gonna be kind of kind of interesting there. Versus Auburn, Auburn's gonna Auburn always plays LSU qu- close, especially you know what happened. You know what's gonna happen with Hugh Freeze as the new head coach. You got at Alabama, always gonna be tough. You got versus Florida, then you got versus Texas A and M. Very tough schedule. I think they got the roster for it, and I think. That is, you know, going to be, you know, the reasoning why I think LSU is ahead of Alabama just because of the reasoning, you know, and just because of everything going on there. So, graphic off, LSU versus Georgia in the SEC championship game. Who do I have winning that one? LSU squeaking by Georgia. Homerish move, Joel. Why? I think LSU is going to be more battle-tested. I think... With a loss against Alabama, and if Alabama loses two two games, LSU loses one game, they could still make it to the SEC championship. They can afford to lose to Florida State or Alabama and still try to go in the SEC championship game. I think they're going to be a little bit more battle-tested than Georgia, and I think LSU squeaks by Georgia. And Georgia, with one loss, can still make it in to the college football playoff and try to three-peat. So LSU defeats Georgia in a very, very close game. LSU wins the SEC championship those were my conference standing projections we're out of time but it was fun to do this series and much my projections could change so just to let you know all right it's all projections you know they're probably going to change during the season but you know we will see what happens it was fun doing this so that was my conference standing projections and we're out of time so a big thank you for taking some time out of your tuesday afternoon to just sit back watch and listen to some college football coverage presented by me now if you're watching on youtube please subscribe to the channel leave a like on the episode and leave a comment down below spotify for listening on there share around with others and follow on there as well podbean same thing for listening on there share around with others and follow on there as well we have twitter and we have Facebook. Twitter, it's at pigskin underscore frenzy, all lowercase. All you gotta do is type that bad boy in on the search engine. Follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, and notifications from across college and NFL football. Facebook, same thing. All you gotta do is type in pigskin frenzy. You'll find it. Follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, and notifications from across college and NFL football.
Again, a big thank you for taking some time out of your Tuesday afternoon and just sit back and watch and listen to some college football coverage presented by me. Now, Thursday, we'll be back with an NFL edition of Pigskin Frenzy. We'll go around and, you know, talk about some of the latest news and updates around the league. So I'm Joel Norris signing off, and we will see you for a Thursday NFL edition of Pigskin Frenzy. And for everybody out there, stay the course.